Pipe Dream? Utah's plans for the Colorado River. That and other stories for the week ending December 6th, 2015. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. Last week's rains in parts of India were the worst in more than a century. Flooding has closed airports, destroyed roads and rail lines, and parts of the city of Chennai were under eight feet of water. About three million people have been cut off from basic services, and around 325 have died. Almost a million and a half people have been rescued, but those efforts are now focusing on supplying relief. Before he headed to Paris for the COP21 talks, Prime Minister Modi blamed climate change for the deluge. And speaking of global warming, the climate talks in Paris are moving into their second week. One negotiator says they may have agreed on a recipe to handle climate change. But the proof will be in whether the recipe cooks up well in the coming days. The proposed deal seeks to hold the global temperature increase by 2050 to either 1.5 Celsius or at least, quote, well below 2 degrees. But major problems exist as they have in years past about whether the developed world, such as the U.S. and Europe, should assist developing countries, and if they should do so, then how? And the negotiators will also discuss how to verify each country's compliance with the limits on CO2 emissions. In spite of these major issues, some are mildly optimistic about a potential agreement. We'll report next week on the conclusion of the COP21 talks. Depending on who you talk to, Lake Powell in southern Utah is either a travesty known as America's Lost National Park or a picturesque desert destination for swimming, boating, and hiking. What everyone can agree about, however, is the jarring bathtub ring along the reservoir's massive perimeter. The water level has been dropping from years of prolonged drought, plus water lost to evaporation and seepage. Despite this, the state of Utah wants to build a pipeline that would bring water from Lake Powell uphill over 2,000 feet and across 140 miles of desert to provide additional water for the counties around St. George. The Washington County Water Conservancy District says the so-called Lake Powell Pipeline is necessary because the area is the fastest growing region in the nation. Plus, development of the pipeline will enable Utah to better utilize its allotment of the Colorado River. The Utah Division of Water Resources estimates that if the Lake Powell Pipeline were to be fully developed, it would pump 28 billion gallons per year out of the Colorado River to Washington County. That's enough to satisfy the needs of 700,000 Americans in a year. But in Washington County, the plan's critics claim it would only support 180,000 people because of high water use in St. George. Of course, at 300 gallons per person per day, it's about twice the U.S. average of municipal water. We're not talking about agricultural water. This is just for municipal water. And the reason that they use so much water is because they have the cheapest water rates in the American West and really some of the cheapest water rates in the U.S. They pay about a dollar per thousand gallons. By comparison, Los Angeles is paying between seven and eight dollars per thousand gallons. That's Zach Frankel of the Utah Rivers Council. His group says that conservation and other alternatives were not being considered in determining the need for the pipeline and that the population growth driving the project isn't there. In fact, a review by the state's auditor's office found the growth forecast to be greatly exaggerated. While Washington County disputes the usage figures, saying residents there use around 144 gallons per day, and insists that the population will grow, they are a bit coy on the projected cost. 
Estimates have put the price tag as high as $3.2 billion. The burden to pay for the project would fall in the district through impact fees and rate hikes. Recently, a group of 22 Utah economists sent a letter to Governor Gary Herbert warning about the financial implications of building the pipeline. According to the University of Utah analysis, water rates would go up 576% to fund the proposal. According to Gail Blattenberger, a professor emeritus of economics and the study's lead author, it's possible that if the project were built, water rates would be so much higher than the cheap water residents are accustomed to that demand would drop enough to make the pipeline unnecessary. And possibly doomed from the outset because there's probably not enough water to spare from the Colorado River. According to the Basin Supply and Demand Study in 2012, there's not enough water to meet current needs, let alone to support future demand. We're using more water than we think. That's the conclusion of a new study published by the journal Science. It claims that we're underestimating the amount of water we consume year to year worldwide by close to 20%. The authors say we haven't been accurately measuring how much water is lost into the atmosphere and suggest that we might have crossed an unsustainable threshold. The study by a pair of scientists from Stockholm University explains that water consumption is not just what we as humans drink. It also includes irrigation, evaporation from reservoirs, and transpiration, water that vaporizes from plants. The report says that it's critical to monitor our freshwater consumption and highlights the importance of how we store and consume water. And finally, as the official start of winter nears in the Northern Hemisphere, we can anticipate forecasts of snow, maybe sleet, or freezing drizzle. But if you're a meteorologist in Newfoundland, Canada, the number of ways to describe precipitation, and for that matter, the weather, is vast. Local weather forecaster Ryan Snodden is into it. He regularly peppers his reports with local terms like mozzie to describe overcast, damp, and foggy days, and he can't wait to use glitter, the term for freezing rain that sticks to branches as ice, or fairy squall, a sudden gust of wind that seems to come out of nowhere. Glitter and fairy squall. Now doesn't that sound delightful this holiday season? Try it yourself next time you're digging your car out from the latest screecher. Until next week, as they say in Newfoundland, long may your jib draw. This Week in Water is a production of H2O Radio and is sponsored by Colorado Waterwise. Learn more at coloradowaterwise.org.